0: gray bald heads, large round eyes, a flash of light and someone disappears. Alien abductions have been reported for decades but one man claims his incident was the real deal. Was he actually the target of some extraterrestrial visitors or was it all a ploy to gain fortune and fame? This week's episode is the Travis Walton Incident. Up in the night, your heart fills with- I just wanted to tell you that before you got here, I was watching Celebrity Family Feud.
1: I love Family Feud, except I can't stand Steve Harvey. I'm the opposite.
0: Oh, (laughs) he's such a sexist asshole. Oh, well, I just really love Family Feud because I love how sad Steve Harvey is just inside and you can just (laughs) tell. My favorite Family Feud host was Ray Combs. Okay. Who... Very sadly. Yes, he he tragically took his his own life. life, Yes. I remember as a kid, my mom told me that when I was far too young to be told that. (laughs) Yeah, it was really sad. I remember Richard Dawson was a Family Feud host. I would hope that in today's day and age, he would not be so forward. He would get arrested. <laughs> Rightfully so. For those of you don't, who don't know, Richard Dawson was the Family Feud host in the 1960s who just smooched women. Lo- I mean, it would, but they also... <laughs> half of them liked it. Half of them liked half it. The other half, half were very
1: uncomfortable. They recoiled at his yes. touch. And I would have been on that side of things. He, was he a, didn't care, though. He w- went in for the kiss no matter how they felt He was
0: about a it. horny, anthropomorphic baseball mitt is yeah. what he looked like. <laughs> he did, he did he was very leathery. Yeah.
1: Very very leathery.
0: And now we have Steve Harvey.
1: Here's you, an idea. have you ever
0: googled Steve Harvey without a mustache? It's awesome.
1: Does he really did he really shave it or no, is it someone just photoshopped? Ah. Uh, my what I was going to say though is
0: I just want to hear your reaction to Okay, one second. <laughs> He looks like RuPaul. <laughs> he looks like the mask. Someone put kind a, of, yeah. Took the eyebrows off. Oh, that's that does not look natural. I love uh, Keenan Thompson. Steve Harvey is one of my favorite. Yeah. Steve Harvey's. What I was gonna say is, how about we get a female host up in the family that's up true. in the feud because we in had the double Rich, F. Richard Karn was from uh, Home Improvement. Al Borland. Yeah, he wasn't bad. No, he's fine. He's all right. He's, he's atta- okay. I mean, They're he all was. none of them, in my opinion, have compared to Ray Combs. No, I
1: felt he was very funny and affable. But when I was on hiatus in yes. the suburbs because we had a big storm thank you, here thank that you for your patience. Rocked the, the city of Dallas like you've never seen. My God, the streets are still They're covered in tree branches. I'm like, this is never gonna be cleaned up. I can't walk the dogs. It's all it's just It's everywhere. In any any park or any place where mm-hmm.
0: there's multiple trees, it's just tons of down trees. Like, they're never going to clean this up. They uh, said Irving Sports Complex which is out by DFW Airport. They said it's just like a lake. Yeah. There's a, there's a football field, or not a football, a soccer field, a baseball field underneath the water somewhere. It's like the lost seat of Atlantis. <laughs> it <laughs> sucks. There were bleachers. Did you see the bleachers at the park up the mm-hmm. road? We're just in the street. They just flew away. We were... Very stupidly in the
1: car when all this transpired. Oh my god! <laughs> On our way to a splash pad.
0: Okay, well I said,
1: splash "Hey guys, let's go to the pool." I even checked the weather. It did. It said it was supposed to start raining at six o'clock that night. Yeah. And then we get in the car and we're just driving into blackness. And I said, "You know what? I think they're probably going to close the pool when we so. <laughs> get there." And then out of nowhere <laughs> came this white squall yes. quite frankly and we were I was like oh my god I mean visibility was zero and we were at a stoplight and I was like just don't drive don't drive but everyone else started driving so we had to drive I mean yeah. it was I mean you gotta get home you could, well we pulled over into a parking lot Okay, Tommy was like this is like a Disney World ride the yeah. car was just shaking
0: back and forth mm-hmm. debris was flying everywhere you we lucky a, a thing didn't hit your car a porter potty fell over <laughs> it was wild hopefully there and, was no one in it Hopefully. He got potty. And the whole time we're just trying to act cool because Ella's in the back seat. Yeah, you can't scream and the baby will get upset. Yeah, The weatherman said it was as if a bucket of water was just dumped in the mm -hmm. city, center of the city. And then... They called it a rain bomb. Yeah. It sounds like a really fun... Bath, uh, bath bomb. Yeah, or a shot you'd take in Las Vegas. Yeah. the rain bomb. The rain bomb. No, but it was... It was. A l- op- I was taking a nap, and I just looked out the window. And I was like, that's a hurricane. All right. Well, <laughs> that happened. Yep, it that's was. It was straight asleep. up a tropical storm. There were 70-mile-an-hour oh, winds. It was wild. So thank you. All that to say, thank you for your patience. Yes. Because we were... Christy was out... We were both displaced. I was staying in a hotel downtown. Christy was staying with her mom. And, yes, in the suburbs where... Not a drop of rain had fallen. Apparently, looked
1: like, nothing. but I love because we don't have regular TV. So okay. anytime we're at my mom's, we you watch regular TV. Lots of game shows. We were watching "To Tell the Truth," which is, has now one. been rebooted with the guy from Blackish. I can't remember his. Oh, name. I didn't
0: know that. Uh, the "To Tell the Truth" came back. I mm-hmm. love. I'm a big game show network. Oh, fan. I love
1: game shows. Love Tattletales is
0: my favorite game show. I
1: my, one of my dreams is just to be on a game show oh, circuit, man. just to travel. So Snoop Dogg was one of the judges on oh, "To Tell the yeah. Truth." According to my mom, he's all over the game show circuit right now. Oh, is now. he? I he's love, on a lot of stuff. I love game shows. Yes, yes. I love game shows. I do too, too. man. I'm into
0: all that stuff. I would
1: love to be on $100,000 Pyramid. Yeah. I think I would do well at that. Yeah, I think so. Would not do well at Wheel of Fortune. That's my hardest. Oh, I'm good at that. I I, I I like Wheel of Fortune. That's my hardest. I don't like watching it. I
0: don't like playing it. Oh, really? I like Mm -hmm. Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. I like anything where I can guess stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't, man. The ones that Family Feud is great. That'd probably be Supermarket Sweep. Oh. Dude, we also watched...
1: I love watching Food Network over there. I do too. Uh, Guy Fieri. I'm obsessed with him. Supermarket... It's not called Supermarket. It's so Guy Fieri's... Grocery Games. Grocery Games. Guy's yes. Grocery Games. So it was all Father Day themed. So oh, they fun. had fathers and their kids doing it. Aww. And it was very cute. Yeah, and... Guy would help them at the sweet part. Oh, he always he would just run alongside him <laughs> telling him what to get, which I like. It's I not like an actual competition. He wants them to get as much money as possible. I'm a
0: huge man. I'm big, big guy. Fear. Oh, I man. love him. Yeah, love him so much. You know who else is? Huh. Oh,
1: what is her name? The, she's the host of Nailed It.
0: Oh, Nicole Byer. Yes,
1: yes. She's recently yes. on Pete Holmes. I was listening to that. She talks about. Shout out to she... Tommy Brown
0: who told me to listen to You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. And Pete I've Pete Holmes been... is Tommy's husband. If he ever leaves me, it will be for Pete Holmes. I I have been nonstop listening to Pete Holmes since I started watching Crashing for the first time. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, you hadn't seen it before? You
0: guys told me to watch it and I haven't watched it. It's very good. It's very good.
1: It actually did not get renewed, so (gasps) so it's over now. Mm -hmm. You you guys should see the look. There's four seasons. It ends at a good spot, though. Okay. But it would have been nice for it to get renewed also. What the
0: hell, man? Yep, <laughs> But it's all about being a comic in New York I'm about to go to New York this week mm-hmm. Very excited mm-hmm. about that I'm going to go to Brooklyn to see Lonely Island So if you're going to be at the Lonely Island concert <laughs> Holler, because I'll be there on Saturday And uh, Andy
1: Samberg and who else is in it's,
0: that? It's uh, Akiva Schaefer and Yorma Tacone Who I've talked to Jorma Tacone at South by Southwest Oh nice And he said nice. Pee Wee's Big Adventure made him want to be a comedian It was very sweet Oh, but I, That's
1: a formative One of the oh, movies yeah. in my formative years as well
0: love that movie mm-hmm. but I love Lonely Island so much so I'm going to New York and I have not been you since know who else does Jway Jway loves Lonely Island it's on the DCH playlist it's always for
1: a good year it was I can't remember which song it was
0: something about being a pirate oh the Captain Jack Sparrow song yeah yeah, that yeah. it was Michael always, Bolton that was always on like I had to listen to that damn pirate song so much why have that's really
1: one of the only I'm not hugely familiar with them Oh so yeah, I mean, they're
0: they're actually it's good music, but it's all funny. Like, yeah, they're stuff, funny, so but I'm they're excited. they're also talented. So. I haven't been back to New York since I went in high school, so it's been. I've minute. only been once, and I got engaged while I was there. No way! So it was, Tell me about it. I didn't never heard this story. We, Wait, do you think I'll get engaged in New York? Probably not. T- all the members of Lonely Island are married.
1: <laughs> well,
0: maybe you'll change that. Yeah, <laughs> to you say never, they'll see me. Maybe you will wreck some homes while
1: you're there. Oh, in addition to seeing some good music. We were there for the Del Close Marathons, which is an improv like a festival. festival. Mm-hmm. Yes, we actually weren't performing, but a lot of our friends were, mm-hmm. and like fifteen people were going. And we just said, "Oh yeah, we'll go to New York. It sounds like a good time." This was before the baby, and I had a feeling he was going to propose because mm-hmm. it was kind of something that I just knew was on the horizon. And I was like, okay, this is a big trip. Like, trips are a fun place to do Mm -hmm. that. So... How long have you been dating? Oh, man. Like, three years? Okay. Something like that. We got engaged in 2014. And we... Yeah, like, three years, I think. So, our friend Terry, Catlett, who we were rooming with, knew. Because Tommy gave him the ring on the plane. Okay. And said... You can't tell anybody. This is happening. I'm going to give you this. I love Terry. He he does not keep secrets well. Oh, God. He he did not tell me. But he immediately, upon sitting in his chair next to our friend Alicia, who was also going, said, you can't tell anybody this. (laughs) But in my backpack right now, I have an engagement ring. So already, multiple people on this plane knew before even taking off. He grabs the flight attendant. Can you make an announcement?
0: (laughs) I'd like some peanuts. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: I think we'd been there for a day or two Doing stuff with friends And we had planned for it just to be Like an us night One of the nights And I thought okay this is probably When it's gonna happen I still wasn't 100% sure So we're getting ready in our hotel room And I look over <laughs> And in The pocket of Tommy's jeans Is just the biggest bulge <laughs> And it was it was way too high to be anything other than and not a good not the
0: good kind of song. Not world. the kind that you know, you you might not expect. The kind that they sang about in the Too Close song by Next. <laughs> no, not that one. And it you was also a little poke coming through yeah. on you. That song is so vulgar it's so When gross. you really and, But it's The song just, is about Getting an erection yeah. Rubbed on you Yeah it is and it's, Which it's, in the right circumstances I love a good erection it's a, to be rubbed yeah. on Yeah It's a very like Catchy yeah. Smooth
1: tune yes. though So you kind of Don't even it's, It sneaks up on you It's like much my Much like neck. his erection Well
0: What's ironically, really happening It's like my neck My back You're listening to it And you're like Oh my god Yeah you're like well, Good lord <laughs> So we're getting ready. Right
1: so I see this And I think Oh Okay The next thing I look over, it's not there anymore. The
0: bulge is gone. The bulge is
1: gone. Usually it's a bad thing if the bulge is
0: gone. (laughs) So then
1: we leave. We go to this restaurant. Great food and everything. And our plan was to walk through Central Park to get to Serendipity. Oh, yeah. The chocolate. From the John Cusack movie. From the John Cusack movie, yes. So we're walking through Central Park. And he's on his phone, like on a map. And there's a place that he wants to find. Mm Mm-hmm. We can't find it. Uh-oh. So we sit down on this bench, and I hear this rustling. And I look over, and there's a huge rat <laughs> <laughs> right next to me. Like, huge. Then there's there's several rats. New York has a lot of rats,
0: you guys. That's what I'm gathering from our friends who are comedians that live there. They are. it. They aren't shy rats either they're just aggressive. out and about they
1: they are there to do yeah we're in their territory it's like <laughs> if you go into the ocean you have to respect the sharks yes when you go into the manhattan you have to respect the rats well i'm glad to know we're closed toed shoes so yeah so then we get up i'm like okay there's rats so we get up and we keep walking and we find this bridge and it's over this water there's a movie being filmed like right on the other side of the this, did water. You ever find out this what little movie? clearing. I know we never did. It was and even a pornographic th- film. Yeah, they were fucking. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of fucking. Uh oh. On this bridge, are two people mugging down so hard? Making out. Just like legs wrapped around each yeah. other, all in it. Get it. And we're just standing there, and it's like, do we walk over this bridge? Like Tommy wanted to go on the bridge. He it's wanted not, to pr-
0: Did he want to propose? On the yes, bridge? on
1: the bridge. It's not that big of a bridge. <laughs> And this is happening, and so we just like walk over the bridge, and we just stand by these trees. And he's like, "Do you think they're gonna leave soon?" I'm like, "I don't. Maybe." And he's like, "Are you gonna, are you gonna remember that these people were making out on this bridge forever?" Well, that this was quite a few years ago, and I still remember. I don't think you can forget. <laughs> so something like that. they finally leave, and so we go to the bridge, and we're looking out at the movie being recorded and everything or whatever it was. And he says, I love you. I say, I love you. Love you. He's like, gets down on one knee and says, do you love me enough to spend the rest of your life with me? He pulls the ring out of his sock, it was a huge box. It had caused a giant blister all over his ankle, oh, like no. so big that he had to contend with. Then we were still there for like two or three more days
0: because oh. this wasn't
1: a tiny ring box. It was wooden, oh. and it was real. It was a really nice box. He had it shoved in his sock all night, walking around New York, because he you, he could clearly see it in the pocket of his jeans.
0: <laughs> That's the sweetest thing. Yeah. I've ever so heard. then we got
1: engaged, and we went and had chocolate. Uh, Sundays and stuff and then we went and met up With some friends that's and so it was nice. Really nice it was
0: super Sweet yeah oh Tommy It was he's the best well it's walk- the only Time I've been to New York top that Heather I'm gonna linger <laughs> in the streets of New York And see if someone will propose to me well, well see. maybe A rat will <laughs>
1: There's many, and they, as many I people think... as pr-
0: get proposed to, one of them's got to have a lost engagement <laughs> it's ring. It's true. I don't know if a rat would propose or just take me for his bride. Like, I don't think they ask. No, they just take Like you. the pizza, you just make <laughs> off with it. Yeah. Good God. Well, speaking of getting abducted yeah. by a rat king. Oh, man. You know what's worse than that? Getting abducted by aliens. I think I'd r- prefer aliens over rat king, quite frankly. Uh, you know what? It depends. If the aliens are anything like Kate McKinnon on SNL where they, uh, <laughs> they bat around your knockers, I'd be alright. It's with one it. of the best sketches. Yeah, it's that's my all-time favorite it sketch so on SNL. So, well, today, what are we talking about? We are talking about the abduction
1: of Travis Walton. I'm Christy. I'm Heather. This is the one that "Fire in the Sky." I believe it came out in late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, I thought it was older than that. Is it? Honestly, I don't remember. Well, this is the abduction that that movie was based on. It may have been 1993, 1993, yeah the movie that was based on so if you've seen that even though the film was grossly exaggerated but this is the story that that was based on i did watch a lot of interviews with hours of footage of travis walton and he looks like a man that would be abducted by an alien (laughs) quite frankly you just get that you look at him and you go okay i get it yeah you have that look about you the
0: aliens are when they're when they're trying to pick which one they're going to take they're like get a goofy looking one no one will believe (laughs) him no uh You never see uh, the
1: CEO of Google come out and say, well, I was taken upon a spacecraft last (laughs) night and... They did things to my body. Anyways, uh, we're <laughs> launching a new platform today. Like, no one... Uh, Sales numbers look up. Yeah. It's no, never, like, hot, Yale graduates don't come out. It's always...
0: It's not a, a surgeon, a respected no, surgeon. No, it's
1: always... And not that there's anything wrong with being a, a logger. I'd love some loggers to come to <laughs> take care of
0: all the debris around our city yeah, right come, now. come grind some mulch for but us. But it's
1: always... I mean, I guess, to be fair, uh, surgeons usually are performing Performing surgery out in the forest where aliens might be looking true. for someone. True, true. So maybe it's just a thing of convenience. If you're
0: a logger or you know a, some sort of a forestry worker, you you know what you're getting into. There is a chance you're going to be abducted by an so alien. One of our uh, listeners sent me some insurance information that there is alien abduction insurance. Oh yes, and there's also ghost insurance for your house. Yes, you can. You and apparently there was a hotel that bought the ghost insurance. And a woman was thrown off of the second story. Uh, off of, I think it was indoors. Anyhow, they paid the family out like a million dollars from the ghost insurance because it was quote deemed by adjusters that a paranormal spirit was involved. That seems. Oh, I was like, like, like it file. can't be legal. Give me that vibe. You can <laughs> insure anything, I guess, if you're willing to take the risk. And the well, I guess
1: that the family didn't put up a fight oh, and say no. Let's really get to
0: the bottom of what happened. They got a million dollars. Who cares if it was because? I mean, what what other thing? Otherwise, it's her throwing herself off, and you probably don't get a payout.
1: Yeah, I guess. Or someone else throwing her off that should be in jail. Mm-hmm. Or a ghost. There's probably a ghost. You never know. It must have been a ghost. Yeah. Well, let's get into this. Good old Travis. On November 5th, 1975, Travis Walton, a 22-year-old American logger, was working with a crew in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest. The boss of the crew was Mike Rogers, who also happened to be Travis's best friend and the brother of Travis's girlfriend, whom he later married. So 22 years old, this is an honest day's work. hmm For the past nine years, Rogers had been contracted to work for the United States Forest Service. For this particular job, he and his men had been hired to thin out scrub brush and undergrowth from a nearly 1,200-acre area near Turkey Springs, Arizona. This job was the most lucrative contract Rogers had ever received, and unfortunately, it was behind schedule. Turkey Springs, Arizona sounds like a fun place I'd to go live. i go to Turkey Springs, shit, man. That sounds like a fun little place where
0: who knows what could happen. There's a lot of fun. There's like Peter Pan, Arizona. They got loose with the names. Yeah. The further west you move, they got pretty loose. It's that, all that sunshine gets to your head. you all burnt up.
1: The men were all working overtime to try and get the project up to speed. Just after 6 p.m. on November 5th, after working a long and back-breaking shift, Rogers and his crew piled into Rogers' truck to make the drive back to Snowflake, Arizona, where they all lived. Snowflake, Arizona. Don't think they've ever seen any. Probably I, not. I think think that's they've true. ever seen any snowflakes? No, it's just. Maybe a, it's ironic. Oh, I was thinking they were all unique. It
0: oh, a yeah. unique town.
1: Oh, no, no one that lives there is the same, like the a un, snowflake. Unique snowflake. I like that. Not long after they started the trek home, the men reported seeing a bright, fiery light coming from behind a hill. At first, the men thought it was a forest fire, but as they drove closer, a large silver disc, approximately 8 feet high and 20 feet in diameter, came into view that appeared to be hovering above the ground.
0: Don't drive towards the fire. Call the forest service. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe they felt a, a obligation. Do you think that if nowadays this happened, they would just, like, live stream it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The aliens stuff have like, gotten wise to us. Stuff like
1: this... Doesn't happen nowadays because everyone's got a phone to document it True. all. True, Roger slammed on the brakes, and despite the opposition of his co workers, Walton jumped out of the truck and started running towards the mysterious disc, yelling, Dibs on the disc, <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> this is mine. When he got underneath it, the disc began to make loud noises similar what? to that of a turbine
0: and started to shake from side to side. I'm sorry. Did you say when he got underneath (laughs) the fiery disc? He went all the way underneath the spaceship. Uh, In the legal field, this is what we would call assumption of the risk. (laughs) You have placed yourself in a precarious situation, and whatever follows that's on you. It's on you, buddy. According to the men,
1: Walton began to back away from the disc, presumably to return to the safety of the truck. You know, like a normal person. Like you should. (laughs) When suddenly a beam of blue-green light shot out of the disc, illuminating Walton and immobilizing him. The men claimed their friend was lifted a foot into the air and thrown ten feet, causing Walton to land hard on his right shoulder and his body to become sprawled limply over the ground. Terrified and fearing their friend was dead, the men fled the scene in a panic.
0: There ain't nothing we can do for him. Run! <laughs> Jesus Christ, if go check his pulse. If you're ever in the
1: car and I do something stupid, but then, like, things take a turn and you think I'm dead. I
0: would run after and check Thank pulse. Thank you. Please don't just leave me
1: there. There's, like, six people
0: Save that the just decided, all right, we're done. <laughs> it wasn't a forest fire. Fuck him. Good God, go back and check his pulse. I know. Come on. Well...
1: You wouldn't if you've all planned an elaborate
0: hoax. Interesting theory. Mm. What if they were
1: just scared? Or maybe that. Roughly an hour after this incident occurred, the crew decided to involve the police. Ken Peterson, one of the crew members, initially only reported that one of the logging crew were missing. However, when Deputy Sheriff Chuck Ellison met up with the men, they recounted what they had actually witnessed. Two of them in tears. Ooh. You know, you see your friend get almost abducted by aliens and thrown to the ground, and you're going to shed a tear or two. They them. sucked up travy and I couldn't <laughs>
0: I couldn't contain myself. Maybe they felt guilty because nobody went to go help their That's colleague. True. true. It's probably Tears of Guilt. That
1: sounds like a sweet album name. Dope. Yeah,
0: it's a Radiohead <laughs> tears album. Tears of Guilt. Yeah. Tears of Guilt.
1: Ellison notified his supervisor, Sheriff Martin Gillespie of the bizarre accusation, and Gillespie soon arrived with Officer Ken Coplin to interview the distraught men. Worried for his friend, Rogers was adamant that they needed to return to the scene in order to search for Walton, but three of the crew members were too upset to go back, and instead headed to Snowflake to alert Walton's family and friends of the situation. With that, Rogers, the remaining crew members, and the police headed to the alleged abduction site. So now he's
0: worried. He wasn't too worried when it happened. And I just imagine he thinks his sister's probably going to be like, what do you mean you left him? (laughs) What do you mean? You left uh, my boyfriend in the forest? A beam of light threw him to the ground and you didn't do anything to help him? You ass.
1: When law enforcement arrived at the scene, they were immediately suspicious of the crew's story, as there was no physical evidence to back up the account. There was no disturbance on the ground where Walton's body was supposedly thrown or any other indication that a giant flying disc had been in the area. Still, police and volunteers searched the area but found no
0: trace of Walton. Quick question. hmm What would be a trace of a flying disc because it's in the air so it doesn't leave any marks? Maybe burnt.
1: Like burnt, burnt up, ground. treetops? Yeah, since it's the heat from the...
0: The beam? The craft... Is uh, <laughs> the craft heat is that what they call it? The craft, so. the air you the UFO? I don't know alien slang, I don't either. But some, with I feel luck, like the craft is something they probably call it though. Th- yeah, the spacecraft, ship. aircraft shift, ship. I have asked several different people if they believe in aliens, and almost unanimously, I've gotten yeses. I believe in them, yeah. But I think the, the differing opinion is like if they've been to the U, like U.S., if they've been to Earth. <laughs> They've come to, have you come the, to states? The, the States. I don't know if they visited the States. <laughs> I but think they have. My cousin was, he's like the rational thinker of our family. So I was with him this weekend and I asked him, and he said, you know, it'd be like if. The If aliens came to earth We may not even notice He goes mm-hmm. In the same way Like a squirrel Doesn't know what a car is mm-hmm. Like you just see a thing And you're like Oh that's a thing Yeah We may all Have seen aliens And we just had no yeah. idea And we're like Oh it's Just, just, a just thing. dealt with it
1: Yeah they, they walk amongst us Perhaps Oh good
0: <laughs> Because they're in the triumvirate That we talked about mm-hmm. Where they're between Colorado Marfa And Arizona mm-hmm. Or whatever Or New and, Mexico And yes Roswell
1: Well ten miles Outside of Snowflake On a small ranch in the town of Bear Creek lived Mary Walton Kellett, Travis's mother. When Mike Rogers and Sheriff Copeland arrived to tell her the troubling news, her reaction confused the men.
0: Ma'am, we have some news about your son. Oh, God, was he arrested again for flashing? (laughs) No, he was sucked up by an alien craft. Oh. What? (laughs) I mean, uh, sucked up by an alien craft? Hmm. Anybody want some tea?
1: <laughs> she wasn't phased at all. No way. At first, she understandably asked them to repeat what they had just said. She then calmly asked if anyone other than the police and eyewitnesses had heard the story. Y'all been telling people? This odd response would later contribute to the suspicion that something other than a UFO was responsible for her son's absence. So you think Mary was in on it, too? When all is said and done, I don't think she... Knew that they were going to do it, but I think that she knew it hadn't really happened. Interesting. Others came to Mary's defense, saying she was simply a guarded woman who, after raising six children by herself during particularly trying times, had learned not to fall apart in the face of tragedy. Just giving her the benefit, so of the maybe doubt. she's just holds her cards Stoic. close to her chest. She doesn't want to fall. You know, she's the the face of triumph and bravery. Of hold, the family. So she's holding it together. She's holding down the fort. For the next two days, officials and volunteers continued to search the area with helicopters, horse-mounted officers, and Jeeps. But there was still no signs of Walton, and police now suspected that the UFO story had been concocted by the crew to cover up an accident or
0: possibly a murder. We're getting to the Occam's Razor, ter- razor territory yes. where you're like, okay, if it's not this, then the most likely scenario is that... Which I think... Maybe that should have been the first thing we jumped to. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, maybe we don't, for a few days, try and piece together and really prove that an alien abducted this guy <laughs> and just start interviewing the people that last saw him alive. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I'm know. no cop, but... You're a skeptic over
0: here. I am. Crazy
1: skeptic Christy. That is, oh, man. I hope that name catches on. <laughs> Walton had gone missing on Wednesday. And by Saturday, the possible alien abduction had made international headlines. Media, ufologists, and curious onlookers began to flock to Snowflake.
0: Snowflake's overrun by yeah. the
1: by the Snowflakes hungry sharks in a blizzard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hungry sharks of the
1: sharks of the media. Among the visitors was Phoenix UFO investigator Fred Silvanus, who interviewed Mike Rogers and Dwayne Walton, Travis's brother, who had come into town to help with the search. In the interview, both men expressed worry and concern for Travis's well-being. However, some other comments they made would once again raise some red flags to the validity of their claims. Rogers mentioned that because of Travis's disappearance and the subsequent search, he wouldn't be able to complete his contracted job with the Forest Service and
0: that he hoped the search for his missing friend would mitigate the situation. I hope that you take into consideration the fact that my friend is currently being (laughs) probed. And unable to thus thusly log. My friend is currently in another solar system.
1: I can't be bothered with... I can't be arsed. That's another big thing on Love Island right now. Arsed? That's the... You know, last You're still season. watching Love Island? Girl. <laughs> Obviously. Season two is not nearly as good as season oh, one, no. though. It's kind of a letdown. Some of the girls are so obnoxious that Aww. it pains me to watch it. One particular... But the first season, it was all pied off, mugged off. The big saying this season is, I, I can't even be arsed to do with it. I can't be arsed. A R S E D, like, which bothered? Just means I can't be bothered. Yeah. I can't be arsed.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So he he didn't want to be arsed to do his job? <laughs> no. Because of, of what be, was couldn't probably be bothered. He couldn't be arsed to deal with what it. What was happening to his friend's his, arse?
1: His, his <laughs> friend is getting probed in the arse. Yeah. Dwayne Walton reported that both he and Travis were longtime UFO enthusiasts. That's something you should admit. Yeah. And that he had also witnessed a UFO 12 years earlier that sounded very similar to the one his brother and the logging crew saw that night. See, Christy, how can you be so skeptical? He'd already seen one. He also informed police that he and his brother had made a pact that if they ever saw a UFO, they would get as close as humanly possible. All right. All right. Okay. How are you going to know? I told you how some one of my brothers, Zach, is
0: a huge. He's a Mufon character. He is a card-carrying
1: Mufon uh, card-carrying Mufon member. He has also said that he, if he was ever given the opportunity to uh, go on board an alien spacecraft, but the condition is. You, we will never return you to your home planet. He's going. Bye. I said, that's are you dad. kidding me? You're just going to give all of this up? He's like, I I have to know. I couldn't live with myself knowing that I could have known and I never,
0: I didn't take them up on it. Well, I just, that's the vampire conundrum, right? Where if you don't, until you do a thing that is un reversible irreversible is the mm-hmm. word that some some would use irreversible mm-hmm. but until you do that thing you can't know so like the, the whole philosophical theory is that if i was a vampire and i said christy you should be a vampire it's super dope you will never age you only drink blood so you never have to eat calories and you don't you sleep all day party all night it's really great, sounds and you're great. Like, yeah you're like oh that sounds really great uh, but the only way for you to truly know if you would like it not just based on my opinion, but if you would like it, it's for me to bite you and turn you into a vampire. Mm-hmm. But once you're that, you can never go back to being mm-hmm. human. So it's a lot, like people use it a lot with like breaking up. Like you never know if you're happy or single without breaking up with this person. But once you've broken up, you can get back together, but they'll always know that you broke up with them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's this conundrum of like, oh, if the aliens come and say, go with us to space and you'll never see your family again, but you get to explore the outer recesses of the universe. The outer recesses of the universe might suck ass. Yeah, and the only way that you can know that is to go, and then it's undoable. You can't fix it.
1: But if your family sucks ass, maybe there's <laughs> nothing to lose. Maybe you take a step. Up. My Ouch. family doesn't suck ass, so I would say That's shocking. When you I appreciate would leave. the offer. I'm flattered. I'm gonna have to say no, thank you. Find somebody that hates their
0: family. <laughs> yes.
1: It's the devil you know. Yeah. You absolutely. Know?
0: I just I love that thought experiment of like you it's there are certain things that you can't it's having a kid. You can't yeah. know if you would really and truly genuinely like it until you have one. And once you have one, it's yours. In those situations I always think you know you already know what you have.
1: Correct. So is the unknown better. Yeah. You yeah. have to think and like with having a kid, yeah, you you're not gonna undo that. It's a lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm when i was thinking like do i really want a kid it was a lot of would i be more upset to have never had one yeah than to have one mm-hmm. and the answer was yes like i feel like that is a a magical thing to get to experience so but a lot of people don't want to experience and, and sure. that's fine and they yeah. you know if you're happy with your life and you don't want to change anything like that up if you don't want to that. get on that spaceship called 18 years of them <laughs>
0: i'm <laughs> taking 30. taking all of your life source i'm 32 ask my mom if that stopped <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it or it really it doesn't ever stop it yeah. does not stopped. yeah so he admits we've been obsessed with ufo's everyone in the town knows these people are obsessed yes. with ufo's it's really no secret he's also, like oh by the way i also saw one 12 years ago which from my research to play devil's advocate apparently like families can for lack of a better term, like how a ghost might haunt a family. The aliens are in the that. aliens will pick a family mm. and then the family will experience abductions and visits
0: Interesting. For, for
1: many years. So a lot of people that believe this happens say that points to the fact that he did see one because they they, they they knew the Waltons. They were friends with the
0: Waltons. That's true. Well, and also the aliens probably saw the brother's face. And if it looked anything like Travis's, they're like, hey, we got another <laughs> yeah, one. We got another one. Well, critics pointed to these statements as
1: proof that this abduction was nothing more than an elaborate hoax That's something they were obsessed with. Yes. Shortly after Sylvanus's interview, Snowflake Town Marshal Sanford Flake. God. How funny is it that his name is Sanford Flake and he is the town marshal of Snowflake? Do you think he changed his name? It was really Sanford Brown, and he's like, I gotta get the Flake. I gotta, I gotta go Flake. I'm going full
0: Flake. Or was he like? Named Flake. This is my... Named Flake after the town? No, I think he his name was Flake, and then he was searching for a job. Yeah. And why go to Charlottesville when you could go to Snowflake? <laughs> his last name wasn't Charlottesville. Also, his name's not Joe Flake. It's Sanford Flake. Sanford Flake. God, it might as so well great. be Snowflake. Yeah, it's great. Sanford Sanflake. Snowflake. Yeah, Sanflake. Well,
1: it's a real name that he had in this town, this real town. And he announced that the entire story was a prank engineered by the Walton brothers. The sheriff's theory was that Dwayne set off a lit weather balloon at a predetermined time, which made the loggers believe they were actually seeing an unidentified spacecraft in the sky.
0: So it was a little bit more elaborate than... Yeah. 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 There are also reports that about
1: five days before the incident, Travis told his mother that if he were ever abducted (laughs) by aliens, she shouldn't worry because he
0: would, quote, make it home in a couple of days. Hey, ma. I just want to level with you. If I'm ever abducted by aliens, you know me. Look at me. Hey, look at me. I'll come home. I'm coming home. I'm home.
1: coming home. It's like saying, "Uh, yeah, Cindy and I are having some problems. If something were to happen to me, <laughs> Jesus just Christ, maybe, maybe look to her." <laughs> Maybe she may she may be responsible for something. Like if you're gonna lay that out there, clearly you
0: know something is about to happen, or you're planning for something. To happen. Yes. But to be fair, he and old, uh, Dwayne had made a pact. To get as close as possible, which is gonna lead you to abduction town. Maybe he said this every day, like once a week. He tells his mom this,
1: and just it yeah, just yeah, so honey, happened whatever. that this time it actually happened. Ironically, yeah. For twelve years, every week, every week, she's like, "I know, honey. If you get abducted, you're you are gonna be home in a home few days." In a few days,
0: yada yada. And then yada. this time, she's like, "Well, I'll be damned." <laughs> Don't he worry. he made right on this promise? If we go more than two weeks, we'll worry.
1: <laughs> well, police continued to question Mary Kelly. Which, according to Dwayne, upset his mother greatly. I told you he'd be back in a few days. (laughs) No one's listening to me. Dwayne told his mother that she should only speak with the police on her front porch. So if any time she wanted to end the interview, she could just walk inside. Okay, that's a good idea. (laughs) In theory, this wasn't a bad idea. However, it only furthered skeptics' beliefs that she was hiding something. Or someone. Who's in that house, Mary? Exactly. Although this is a good idea. to, to That's... Well, first of all, I don't answer the door ever (laughs) unless unless is I mean, Amazon doesn't want to come in your house. Thank you, Amazon. They just drop it off. Anyone else? I know they're coming. But if somebody rings my doorbell in the middle of the day, I don't even bother going to the door. No. In fact, I hide. Yeah. Oh, I had. I have cameras I hide. Because we have windows on our door. They can see. They're frosted, but they can still see. And then, see then once the they see you, they start they knocking. Knock. Or yes. even they're like, ma'am, I'm
0: like, bitch, get off my front porch. Get the hint. I don't have to talk to you. Yeah. That's why I have cameras, though, because I have motion cameras. So I see, like, past the curb. I mean, I can see, like, down the street, yeah. someone walking up. And, man, I turn all the lights off, mute the TV. <laughs> it's great.
1: Yeah. I need some cameras. you got to
0: get you your ring doorbell. Get we it. have one, but... There's some issues with this. They are finicky. They can yeah. get finicky until you figure them out. But yeah, I love my ring and all my My mom cameras. has one too, and it goes off constantly. Like motion you detected in your front door. Right. Motion yeah. detected.
1: But it's all the time it's you. well it's you like get, anytime you go outside, yeah. you get an alert that there's motion. You're like, I know, it's me. I just swap my mail. <laughs> I've been there. Well, during this time, Dwayne also spoke with William H. Spaulding of Ground Saucer Watch, a now defunct organization that was once dedicated to using science to resolve controversial elements of UFO reports. Spalding told Duane that if his brother should ever return, Ground Saucer Watch could provide a doctor to examine Travis in confidence. He also mentioned that Travis should save a sample of his first urination
0: upon returning to Earth. It's like when you're testing for pregnancy, you got to use the first one in the morning, right? The mm-hmm. good one. It's got the strongest stuff. <laughs> <Best> strongest <laughs> stuff. I forget it's got what it looks like. the most for. alien goo in it. I forget what it looks for in oh, your pee. God. But Something. apparently, according to Kate McKinnon, when she's like, I uh, started to just pee on the ground and they pointed to a little bowl. So I kind of, you know, I sort of wandered over there and started peeing in the bowl. God's <laughs> the fucking best. Catch. I just
1: imagine. It's a pregnancy test, but instead of plus and minus, just an alien head. <laughs> or or an alien head with an X. X. <laughs>
0: like, have you been abducted or have you not been abducted? Ground Saucer Watch is the one to develop that test. They're <laughs> defunct now, though. We'll, never have, it. Now, we'll never have They're defunct now, unfortunately. We'll never have it. It's shocking.
1: They're a defunct organization. We're never going to have it. The search for Travis continued, but still no trace of him was found. With temperatures dropping down to below freezing at night, Police were concerned that if Travis had survived the initial incident, he would have died from hypothermia, having only been dressed in jeans and a lightweight shirt. The fact that they still hadn't found his body and the crew's ludicrous story led authorities to question if they were actually dealing with a homicide. Again, how did this would have been my first
0: thought? It's Five days later. For and maybe this is days.
1: before Dateline and ID, TV and everything. <laughs> maybe I'm bitter and jaded, but my first thought always
0: goes He probably to, got killed. He, he was killed. He, he was smarter. There's no question about it. They strangled him. It. There was a fight over money. They exactly. strangled him in the woods. They pushed him out of the car or yeah. something. Yeah,
1: or just an accident. A logging and they, incident. They didn't want to report it. They didn't want to lose money exactly. or whatever. Yeah.
0: I think <laughs> like that's the last case. They're and like, well, wait, wait, I don't think he,
1: We can't find this spacecraft anywhere. We can't find his body, so it doesn't look like the elements got him. Oh, God, what could it be? Could it
0: He was out there with five hmm. guys who have all made up a really weird story. I cause... don't know.
1: God, let's go back to the alien theory. Let's try that for a couple <laughs> more weeks and see if we can find him. Get get some someone rent a
0: plane. Get a prop plane, just flying around the sky. See if you see, see anything flying around anywhere. Shine a laser pointer up at the sky and see if you bounce yeah. off anything. Yeah, God. Carl, you've got a cat. Go home and get that laser pointer. <laughs> Shoot it up at the stars. Mittens won't mind. Bring it out anything. here. Bring mittens out
1: Bring here. Bring mittens. Bring mittens. I haven't seen mittens in a while. Well, on November 10th, Rogers and his crew were called down to the station and administered polygraph test by Cy Gilson, a well-respected Arizona Department of Public Safety employee. Gilson's questions asked if any of the men caused harm to Walton or knew who had caused Walton harm, if they knew where Walton's body was buried, and if they told the truth about seeing a UFO. All of the men denied harming Walton or knowing who had harmed him, where his body was, and were adamant that they had seen a UFO. Gilson concluded that all the men were telling the truth. So here's here's some stuff. Go on. First of all... Lie detectors are, are pieces of shit.
0: Yeah. They're pretty... Uh, I mean, except for the Maury Povich show, you really can't trust them. Also, <laughs> season one, Love Island. Oh, do they use polygraphs? They get some polygraphs on the what? dance. What?
1: <laughs> they film a night of debauchery, quite frankly, where the men are taken out with a guy and the girls are left back at the villa and... Butlers and the Buff show up, which are the equivalent of the American Chippendales. Hell yeah, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> and everything goes wild. The next day, they have to play a game where they all get together and they watch footage of people being filmed from the night before. And then it's stopped right before. Nasty stuff happens. And then they have to say, like... Uh, what do you think's gonna happen? And then a polygraph. The guys are in another room on a polygraph too. Or those might have been two different games. It's all I've been watching a lot of Love Island. it's They're all blurred so together blurred at this together. point. <laughs> but they they asked them, like, Are you really into Jess? Would you want to be with her on the outside? And Max is Do like, they call it the outside? They do call it the outside. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's we're like never work, on the outside. You know, never work on the outside. You never never work on the outside. And Max is like, yes, absolutely. I'll take it to my parents. I'll <clears throat> take it to my mom and dad. And yeah, and it was a big. <clears throat> the lie detector to test mm-hmm. determined that yeah. was a lie. I. But uh- in that case. I was telling the truth
0: in this case
1: I don't think they're telling the truth well, I just
0: think they're not a good admission of, of guilt George Costanza always said it's not a lie if you believe it absolutely so maybe they convinced themselves that that's I think I, think I could be- I think I could beat a polygraph you think so I'm 100% if you're in fact Mr. I'd love to be given one I would just love to do a polygraph I'd love to do a polygraph the best polygraph I've ever seen is the Mr. Show the shoe court shoe oh. store <laughs> sketch where he's like have you ever taken a train apart piece yeah. by piece yeah. so and good. eaten it after you derailed it with your your?" your penis yes Yes. (laughs) yeah my and my favorite line is have you ever done crack yes you've done crack what's it like it's great it gets you really high crack it's great (laughs) love that sketch it's so good that's my favorite sketch i think i could beat one you think i'd like can you just be given one yeah i mean if somebody has a polygraph machine out there and wants to give us i would love to do a hundred percent i would video it. it We'll put it up on our Patreon. Yeah. And we'll do an episode about it, too. Man, I bet we know somebody that can get us a polygraph. Easily. I mean, police have them, don't they? Yeah, and I bet, like, private eyes and stuff have them, too. I don't know. <gasps> I know a private eye. Call him Or her. It's a her. Call her. God, what a cool job. Ooh.
1: That's a whole nother... We'll get off I haven't on that. talked to her in, in many years, but... Uh, we'll, we'll reconnect. Cammy, you might be getting a phone call from me. Well, just when it seemed like things couldn't get any more bizarre... Five nights after the abduction, Travis's brother-in-law, Grant Neff, received a midnight phone call from a confused and disoriented Travis asking for a ride from a payphone outside a gas station. Ooh! Without alerting the authorities of Travis's return, Grant and Dwayne headed to the gas station where they found Travis crumpled on the floor of the phone booth. Gross. They gathered him up and the three men drove to Phoenix to meet with Dr. Lester Stewart. The doctor with ground saucer watch. When the men arrived, they were disappointed to learn that they were not meeting an actual medical doctor, but
0: rather a hypnotherapist. Hey, you're not a real doctor. Look at the pocket watch. <laughs> you don't care that I'm also, not a real doctor. They were
1: shocked that this wasn't an actual medical doctor that ground saucer watch had organized for the them. To alien be like,
0: magazine sent us to a quack. <laughs>
1: what? This, this is shocking. doesn't make any sense. Also, the police have been. Spending resources, f- resources, effort, tax time. dollars, all sorts of stuff. There's been volunteers looking for this guy for going on a week now in November in the forest. Nobody it's cold. can bother be bothered. Nobody could be arsed to freaking call the <laughs> goddamn cops and be like, "Hey, by the way,
0: he's back." That should be. That's Some rude. sort of, if, well,
1: first of all, it's rude, but also is it obstructing an investigation? Could Great. you be charged with
0: something with I that? I wonder if you could, considering, I mean, well, arguably, if I'm on the, uh, arguing on behalf of Walton, is that it's his right to c- seek emergency medical care if he wanted to drive to Phoenix to see a <laughs> hypnotherapist. Yes, so, I, I mean, that's, you know, that's his right, but I'd, I think they, they might have, I don't know if you have a legal duty to report a missing person.
1: If you've reported him as missing, right, who, and involved was it? who picked the police? him up?
0: Travis and Grant. So so Dwayne and Grant picked him up. Really? Yeah. Was Mike the one that. I don't know. The brother may have a duty to report. I feel like there's some sort of. It's not like just s- being polite. Well, Snowflake is lawless. Sounds like a lawless town <laughs> where murder said. doesn't happen. Yeah,
1: I guess not. Well, according to Dr. Stewart and William Spaulding, the men stayed with them for over two hours. However, Travis and Dwayne claim that they were there for no longer than 45 minutes and spent most of that time trying to
0: determine Dr. Stewart's medical qualifications. We need to see your medical license. Look at the pocket watch. <laughs> you don't care that I, I don't have a license. I also want to be hypnotized. Yeah, I'd love to be hypnotized. I want to do a
1: polygraph test and I want to be hypnotized. Love to be hypnotized. I, want, I don't think... Well, I might be able to be hypnotized. I think I would be easily hypnotized. I think you would be hypnotized more easily than me just mm-hmm. because I'm... More guarded and more skeptical. Yeah, of I'm things. a big doofy. I'm like, <laughs> huh, yep, I believe it. <laughs> but I th- what I actually want to be hypnotized about is trying to unlock memories from my childhood. Ooh. Because I just don't, they actually did this on the Kardashians once. Because Chloe also couldn't remember a lot of stuff from her childhood. And she went to this therapist or a hypnotherapist and they did some stuff. And they realized that when she started having these mental blocks, Was when the OJ thing happened. What? Because OJ was her dad. And her father was defending him, and it was this big controversy within their family because her mom, Chris, was on the side of Nicole, and then her dad was defending OJ. So usually if something traumatic happens, Mm -hmm. that could—but I— I mean, as far as I know, nothing traumatic happened. But until you're hypnotized, but for all I, I know, was thinking... I was abducted by aliens as a kid, and that's and they've put
0: a chip in my brain, and that's why I can't remember anything. Or your butt? He
1: probed you. I would rather it be my butt. I <laughs> hope
0: it's in my butt. Put it in my butt. Well, that's the Dick Van Dyke episodes. Every time the phone rings, he acts drunk. Yeah, so that's a real that's such a good episode of him of uh, Dick Van Dyke, the actor, not just the character Rob Petrie, of how great of an actor he is. That every time this phone rings, that it makes him like slobbering drunk. So I was thinking, like, yeah, I was thinking more like that hypnosis, hypnosis where like they like honk a horn and I like cluck like a chicken or something. Yeah, Uh, they did that
1: my senior year. We were at a lock in for I don't remember if it was prom. Or something else. You had a hypnotist? Yeah, there was. And I wouldn't have believed it at all. But this... They had about 10 people on stage. And one of them... I'll leave her name out just for... <laughs> all
0: these years later. I still remember her protect name. Checked privacy. She was
1: a very prim and proper, preppy cheerleader. Was sitting next to someone that she would... Probably didn't even know their name. Would not have been friends with. Not a cool kid. And she was just slumped over on him completely out and so i thought i really think she's under like she wouldn't be comfortable
0: to do that yeah no
1: she wouldn't have done something like that and she wasn't funny so Uh it wasn't going to be like a bit Mm. or something but so i think if you're susceptible to that kind of stuff yeah i think i think it could happen and i think it can be used in a i believe actually pete
0: holmes does it too He does hypnotherapy. That'd be cool. Speaking of Pete Holmes. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on in his life. I'd like to be friends with Pete Holmes.
1: Oh, my gosh. You and my husband both. (laughs) The news of Travis's return quickly spread and the Walton's phone was ringing off the hook with hungry media looking for interviews and fellow believers wanting to lend a helping hand. Of the latter was Coral Lorenzen of APRO, the Aerial Phenomena Research Group. Lorenzen told Duane that she could arrange for an examination of his brother in the comfort of Duane's home, and that it would take place by two actual medical doctors. Duane agreed, and general practitioner, Dr. Joseph Saltz, and pediatrician Dr. Howard Candell were scheduled to conduct the examination a couple of days later. To complicate matters even further, in the days leading up to the exam, Lorenzen received a phone call from an employee of the National Enquirer. Also known as the paper. (laughs) The employee promised to finance APRO's investigation in exchange for access to the Waltons. Because the National Enquirer's financial resources were far greater than APRO's, Lorenzen agreed to the arrangement.
0: So APRO is Aerial Phenomena Research Group. It's an independent organization, and now they're being offered money by the National Enquirer. To fund these doctors helping Travis, right? Okay, if they have access to the Waltons, in exchange for being granted interviews and whatnot. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. Sounds above board. Yeah, very That's well. What, anything
1: the National Enquirers. involved oh, yeah, with is it's very of, above board.
0: It's national. <laughs>
1: That's true. It's one and of they're our, inquiring. Yes. They're clearly they're inquisitive. They want to get to know what's happening. Asking the right questions. Upon completing Walton's medical exam the doctors found he was in good health despite his ordeal. They also made note of two unusual discoveries. One, on Walton's right arm was a small red spot that looked similar to those caused by a needle injection. However, the mark was not near a vein. Walton would later say he believed the mark came from his logging work. Two, despite Walton having been missing for five days and, according to him, having little or no food, His urine showed no presence of ketones. Full of alien goo. (laughs) Once again, critics argued that this proved Walton's story was a lie. If he had really been without food for that long, his body would have gone into survival mode, breaking down stored fats in his system which would result in high levels of ketones in his urine. What? As someone who has tried to do ketosis, ketosis. this actually makes me think he may have been abducted because it is so hard to get into ketosis. <laughs> and it was very hard for me, even eating all the avocados I could freaking muster. <laughs> so I don't know. But this, is, a, I, this we... is where I feel like science is coming in and proving some really good points. I
0: think so. What was Ted Bundy missing six days and he lost 40 pounds? 25 I think or something like yeah. that 30 25 30 yeah. pounds so I mean you you're gonna lose some weight unless the aliens have an ensure like yeah. substance yeah they're pumping you full goo, of something and it keeps you from starving that's true because they don't want you to die because yeah. they're probing your butthole yeah they don't want to but they don't want you to eat a feast so right you're just so not giving maintain. you a thanksgiving feast yeah and they said he did look disheveled he had five days
1: worth of gr- Growth on his beard. That's not hard to do. There's no barbershop on
0: the alien ship? (laughs) I guess not. It's not like a
1: Royal Caribbean cruise liner? No, he wasn't having an alien spa day. (laughs) It should also be noted that no bruises were found on Walton's body, despite him allegedly being thrown to the ground from several feet in the air. I think that's pretty shady. Yeah. They said he was thrown, what, 10 feet? Yeah. And he would have dislocated his shoulder. He would have bruises and scratches. something, Something. Definitely.
0: Well, or the, the aliens fixed it all with their space magic. Maybe.
1: Well, then they could have shaved him too. <laughs>
0: My God, if they're going to go to the trouble to like fix his broken bones, the one alien's like, "Oh, I like his beard. <laughs> shave, I think it he
1: looks shave it off. Better shave it off. Facial hair.
0: His face is very silly. I like it."
1: With the examination complete, the focus turned to what everyone was wanting to know: what happened to Walton in the UFO? I was probed. <laughs> According to Walton, the last thing he remembered after approaching the spacecraft was being struck by the bluish-green beam of light. He said when he woke, he was lying in a reclined bed, and a bright light shone above him.
0: The air was heavy and wet, and he was in pain." This sounds like me when I woke up from my uh wisdom teeth surgery, <laughs> or,
1: or I thought you were gonna say when the uh tropical storm is happening. Outside. <laughs> Anytime I wake up from a nap, I'm think I'm on a oh. spaceship, I'm confused as shit.
0: I was, I went to Gloria's restaurant, which is a oh, restaurant, love in Gloria's. they have that bean dip. Oh and my I god, I sat so good. down. I got, I woke up from a nap, went out to lunch. My friend beat me there, she ate all the bean dip, and I since had Monster. just woken up from a nap, I was like, Where's the bean dip? <laughs> Why isn't there any more? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> I'm completely disoriented. Disoriented. Don't know what day it is. Don't rough, know where I am. Disheveled. Want, yeah. In want of bean dip. Yes. It was just... There's all sorts of stuff So I get on. it. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Wet. We've all been wet and in pain <laughs> Right when we woke up from yeah. a nap. Mm-hmm. At first, Walton thought he was in a regular hospital room.
1: Then he noticed the three figures that were standing around him. They wore orange jumpsuits and were not human. Why do aliens dress like prisoners? <laughs>
0: When we're on Earth, people uh, don't
1: know it that we're not from here. Maybe they are prisoners. Aren't we all just prisoners on this place called Earth? Wow. You know? Maybe, who's really doing the abducting here? You know what Dude, I mean? Please free us from our <laughs> spaceship prison. They're trying to get someone to break them out. You're our only hope, Mr. Walton. Oh, man.
0: Look at his face. He can't get us out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Look at his beard. <laughs> Then they just get into an argument. And five days later, they drop him (laughs) off. They can't decide. They can't come to a conclusion. This is
0: your fault. It was
1: yours. (laughs) Walton described the figures as
0: typical of the greys that have been seen in other stories of alien abduction. They were uh, shorter than five feet, and they had bald heads, uh, no hair. Their their heads were domed very large. They, They looked like fetuses. They had large eyes, enormous eyes. Almost all brown, without without much white in them. The creepiest thing about them were those eyes. They just they just stared through me. Their ears and noses and mouths seemed real small. Maybe, maybe it was just because their eyes were so huge. <laughs> <laughs> God, again, He's talking himself out of it. Yeah.
1: Also, they look like fetuses. I don't look like a
0: fetus. <laughs> We've all seen what a fetus looks I'm like fully grown. <laughs>
1: If, first of all, if I ever have a five foot fetus inside of me, Christ, I mean, send me to space because I'm never coming back from that. My God, your
0: fetuses on your home planet don't have these sweet brown eyes like mine. Yeah, they got just these big old puppy dog eyes. Oh, well, fearing for his safety, Walton
1: claimed he jumped off the bed, grabbed a glass like cylinder from a shelf and tried to break it in order to have a weapon but quickly found the material was unbreakable. That's
0: like bar fight style. You just Mm -hmm. grab it and smash the glass and ready to shank. Doing what he knew.
1: Walton then began waving the cylinder around in an attempt to threaten the creatures while yelling at them to stay away
0: from him. To Walton's surprise, the
1: three beings then left the
0: room. We were going to probe it, but he began to wave around the (laughs) urinary sample test tube. Yeah. We didn't have the heart to tell him it was used and not washed. (sighs) Walton said he too then left
1: the room which he believed to be an exam room, and found himself in an adjoining sphere-shaped room. The only thing in there was a high-backed chair placed directly in the center. Apprehensively, Walton approached and sat down, the room then filled with lights similar to stars projected on a planetarium ceiling.
0: He's sitting in the captain's chair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, you know how the captain gets... Captain will be so bad. Don't mess
1: with his settings. Don't recline it. Don't push... This is like me in my car. If Tommy drives (laughs) my car, I'm like... She fucking move the seat. The seat's back too far. The the mirrors change. The seat's back too far. He turned the seat warmer. He's definitely on. gonna know if somebody's been in his seat. <laughs> the chair was equipped with a lever on the left arm and an illuminated screen on the right. Maybe it was just a video game chair. I think
0: it was. He was at a. He was at an arcade. It's a video game conference. Yeah, he was at an arcade.
1: Walton said when he pushed the lever, the projected stars began to slowly rotate around him. When he let go, the stars remained at their new position. So what he's trying to describe is this is the control center. I think so. And this is how they get around the universe. It's like a big star map. Yeah, yeah. And somebody is controlling it within this chair. I think so. During all of this, Walton thought he had made out what could possibly be a door on the rounded wall. Afraid of what might happen if he continued manipulating the lever, he got up from the chair to go look for his possible way out. However, before he could find it, Another creature entered the room. At first glance, this one appeared to be a human, wearing blue overalls and a glassy helmet. However, after getting a better look, Walton realized the creature's eyes were much larger than a human's
0: eyes and were a bright gold color. This is the warden. Those other orange jumpsuits were the prisoners. This is mm. the warden for space prison. Walton attempted to ask the
1: humanoid some questions, but the man only grinned and motioned for Walton to follow him down a long hallway to another room, which resembled an airplane hangar. Walton claims there were two more spacecrafts in this area, leading some believers to later speculate that Walton had been abducted by the mothership and then taken to a secret alien
0: space station. We've all seen this on the Avengers. You know, you go out and <laughs> exactly. you're in one big ship and then there's a bunch of little ships mm-hmm. on the inside. This is a trope in every alien movie Classic. anybody's
1: ever seen. Upon leaving the hangar, Walton entered another room where three more humanoids were waiting, a woman and two men. You know how you know it's a female alien, the boobs. I thought you were going to say she has a bow in her hair. (laughs) (laughs) That too. They also would not answer his questions and instead just looked at him with a dull smile and led him by his arm to a small table. The woman then placed an oxygen-like mask over Walton's face and before he could fight back, He passed out. This is some premium cush. (laughs) Lay back and enjoy. Man, this is like me at the dentist. Uh, (laughs) Fighting (laughs) it? Yeah, or just, you get a little too much gas, and next thing you know, you think you're being abducted. Have you ever gone to the dentist and had, like, surgery
0: done? I had a massive bad reaction to, they used twilight. So I've had propofol for one surgery. I can see why people get addicted to that. Mm-hmm, Man, it's mm-hmm, such a clean mm-hmm. you fall right out, you feel like a million bucks mm-hmm. when you wake a little bit of great a great nap. I had a dry throat when I woke up, I was like, Take me to Whataburger, I need the biggest sweet That's tea. That's me every time I wake up. Dude, the biggest Whataburger sweet yeah. tea. But I uh I had Twilight for my uh my wisdom yeah, teeth. Yeah, it'll fuck you up. And the lady, I, I mean, she, I'm sure she was perfectly nice, but she was German. She had a very thick German accent. Oh God. And the type of a chair they sat me in was like a standy up chair because it. I, I I don't know. I guess you have to stand up to like wake up. And there was a full glass wall in front of me so it was like a, a bit a full window basically yeah, yeah, in front yeah. of me with the very bright light and I just wake up and she's like you have to stay awake you have to stay awake <laughs> like, and I was like oh, Christ where am I, I, I like, Am I? did I time travel and I was like oh god I'm being interrogated like the Germans got me <laughs> oh god we're at war but it was not, I mean it was fine but yeah. after a minute but when you first wake up I was like <gasps> yeah and I was very convinced I was being interrogated until finally she and then I my boyfriend it was my college boyfriend at the time I like walked out and he's like uh, no Not really like a lovey, romantical kind of guy. (laughs) He's standing there. He's like, "Uh, you're all right? And I was like, I want my mom. You just started crying? I love those videos of people when
1: they've just got out of... (laughs) getting their wisdom teeth done they're like my favorite is the girl whose brothers convince her zombies
0: she's like get the shovel (laughs) they do such a good job she's like no we can't go to the mall everybody's gonna be there and they just like sell it so hard i love it i would not be mad if someone did that to me
1: no i would think it was very funny
0: too so the last thing we heard of mr walton is he's passed out and the lady gave him some bomb kush Walton claims the next thing he knew, he woke up outside a gas
1: station in Heber, Arizona. Which happens after you take a huge hit. (laughs) Laying face down on his stomach in the freezing cold. He said he watched the disc-shaped spacecraft hover above the highway for a few moments before suddenly shooting off into the sky, disappearing out of sight. Thinking he had only been gone for a few hours, Walton then stumbled to the payphone and called his brother-in-law to come pick him up. It was only when Grant and Dwayne arrived that he learned that he had been gone for five days. You've been gone five days, man. Uh, I've smoked some weed that made me feel <laughs> like I was gone for five days, honestly. <laughs> Upon hearing Walton's story, Sheriff Gillespie was understandably skeptical. In an attempt to prove he was telling the truth, Walton offered to take a polygraph, a truce serum, or undergo hypnosis. Why not all at the same time? Oh, man. That's what you call a triple threat. <sighs> Gillespie said a polygraph would suffice, but before he could finalize the arrangements, Dwayne Walton called it off, saying that it had intentionally leaked to the press.
0: Ah. The plot thickens. That's what, so now suddenly Dwayne, Mr. I saw an alien spaceship, is suddenly Because he knows concerned. this is all bullshit. My theory, when we get into it later, is the Walton brothers are both in on this. They, so all right.
1: they don't want anything that's going to blow the possibly cover. blow the cover off of what they've done. Once again, the National Enquirer, A.K.A. the paper, the paper was there to pick up the pieces, and after granting Dwayne and Travis permission to veto the release of the results to the public if they didn't agree with them, made arrangements to administer a
0: polygraph to Travis. That somewhat delegitimizes it, <laughs> but all <laughs> don't right, don't you think? Go on. If you
1: don't like how this turns out, we don't have shred to
0: tell anybody. We'll shred it. Yeah,
1: and we'll shoot the guy
0: that gave. Yeah. you Yeah, no one will
1: know. But if you like what it says, then We're everyone on will know. The test was administered by John McCarthy, a man with two decades of experience and very much respected
0: in his field. After
1: completing the exam, McCarthy determined that Walton was
0: lying. Based on uh, his reaction on all the charts, it is the opinion of this examiner that Walton, in concert with others, is attempting to perpetrate a UFO hoax and that he has not been on any spacecraft. He went on to say that... Uh, Sometimes Travis would hold his breath in an effort to beat the machine. Nice try. <laughs> Idiot, butthole. I think I would beat it by taking
1: some CBD oil
0: oh, to get low, get-
1: relax myself, and just meditating and and breathing like yoga breaths.
0: Yeah, you'd have to. You'd
1: yeah, have to I think re- I could beat it. I really do. Also, I would just believe that whatever I was saying
0: was the uh, truth. Yeah, I think I would do that one. I would conv- I would have to beforehand really convince. But if you myself. didn't know the
1: questions, that's beforehand. true. That's hard.
0: That's hard. If they said, have you ever murdered someone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, you know, in that moment, make yourself believe that you have. Not that I, don't I know. know of. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing, too. Who knows? I haven't
0: done the hypnosis yet, so I don't know Maybe what I know. we don't know what
1: we're all capable of. The Waltons, APRO, and the National Enquirer all agreed to keep the results of this polygraph a secret.
0: Well, yeah, Shocking. because...
1: Yeah. It looks real bad. However, when this decision was made public eight months later... More accusations arose that the Walton story was nothing more than a hoax and a cover-up. The results of the polygraph became extremely controversial, with
0: critics and supporters weighing in from both sides. And that's the thing, too, with polygraphs, is if he fails it, everyone's like, it's bullshit, and they did it wrong. But if he would have passed it, they would have been like, look, it totally proves it. So that's, like, the thing. Like, you either trust him or you don't trust him. Yeah, exactly. It's going to... It's either going to prove your theory or disprove your theory, and but they, no one is going to agree on, oh, it really solved this problem. I would maybe have to do more research, but I feel like on Amanda Knox, and this is, as my friend Ian Phillips would say, I've been drunk since then, so I can't fully remember. But I feel like we did a little research because they had uh, administered polygraphs mm-hmm. to Amanda Knox, and it's just like statistically they are just not yeah, accurate. Yeah, they're not accurate. And they're not they wide- don't even really use They're them not now. widely used anymore. No. Yeah.
1: In his book, The UFO Verdict, Examining the Evidence, Robert Schiefer called McCarthy the most experienced polygraph examiner in the state of Arizona.
0: In the whole
1: state! However, others pointed to the fact that McCarthy was using 30-year-old outdated methods and, according to records, had asked Walton embarrassing and irrelevant questions in an attempt to produce a negative result. Have you ever farted and blamed <laughs> it on someone else? <laughs> on an alien? <laughs> this caused a majority of the industry to conclude that this rendered the results moot.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's an argument that could be made is that if even if at this time law enforcement was still using polygraph, if what McCarthy was using was from the 60s or whatever, any any sort of scientific investigative methods that are being used now with the exception of like testing fingerprints which pretty much hasn't changed, right. Most of the stuff they're using that is if something's 30 years old, you're not going to be using right. that anymore. So I mean, that's understandable. Despite Walton later taking and passing two
1: polygraph tests, the shadow of doubt from the first one would never be lifted, and the results of this test remain mired in controversy to this day. Thirty years after Travis Walton's book release, he appeared on the Fox game show The Moment of Truth and was asked, in fact, if he was abducted by a UFO on November 5, 1975, to which he replied, yes. However, the polygraph test determined he was lying. Eh. Skeptics point to this as proving that he was not abducted. However, those same skeptics do not believe the polygraph tests that Travis and the other crew members, in fact, passed around the time of the incident. Like Again, I said, you're either going to,
0: yeah, it's, they're pointless. It's like convenient mm-hmm. because, okay, well, I think this is. Now it's if he gets the answer that I want him to get then I believe it and if he gets the opposite I think it's bullshit. It's like It's like the internet. If you want to Yeah. if you have an opinion, you can
1: either find things to prove or disprove on the internet if and then Jessica, you choose you Jessica choose what Beale, you want. And you want
0: to be like, I want to believe the vaccines are bad for you. You're like, "All right, you yeah. can find a website that'll tell you what sure. you want to believe." Absolutely. Even and, if and you can find them that tell the opposite too. Correct.
1: in an attempt to unlock deeper memories of the abduction, Travis agreed to undergo hypnotic regression. He and his brother, Duane, met with APRO consultant James Harder to perform the treatment. Harder found it interesting and unusual that Walton's conscious recollection of the events were the same as what his unconscious memory uncovered. In addition, Walton was only able to access the two-hour period following when he was struck by the beam of light. According to Walton, anything beyond that had the feeling of being off limits, and that if he tried to unlock them, he would die. Good God. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. That's like when you, you're being interrogated by your parents. Yeah, that's true. What did y'all do last night? Did you <gasps> drink? I don't know. I don't remember. I can't tell you. If you just say, I don't know, I don't remember. If I, t- if
0: I tell you, I'll die. <laughs> yeah, if Mom, I tell you, I'll Mom, die, Mom. I will die, Mom. Will do you die. want me to die? Do you want me to die. die? I will die. I just want to go ahead and point out we have a Mr. Harder sheriff flake dr (laughs) salts yeah this sounds like this was all (laughs) me the whole thing the whole
1: thing is just a big ruse this entire town concocted interesting well there are no shortage of skeptics and critics when it comes to this story but if travis walton wasn't really abducted by aliens why invent such an elaborate hoax what's really going on many believe that the contract mike rogers had with the united states forest service is a key point of interest It was no secret that a major fact in Rogers winning the contract bid was because of his considerable undercutting of his competition. However, by the summer of 1975, it was becoming increasingly obvious to Rogers that he was simply not going to meet the predetermined deadline to have the work completed. Rogers applied for a deadline extension to have the work completed by November 10th, and while it was granted, the extension meant that Rogers would be fined, Therefore, making less money than what had
0: originally been decided, so he's offering to do it for cheaper, and now also he's having to pay fines, so mm-hmm. he's probably i mean he's probably operating at a loss at some point, yeah, as the new deadline quickly approached,
1: it became obvious to Rogers once again that he and his crew were not going to have the work completed, hesitant to apply for another deadline and incur more fines, Rogers found himself in a difficult position, furthermore, due to the already missed original target date.
0: The Forest Service wouldn't pay in full for the work until it was complete. And so now he's operating without, you know, invoices being paid. So he's he's in a tough jam. Mm-hmm. He's in a jam. He's in an alien jam.
1: This is when you got to have an alien abduction. <laughs> with the possibility of not being able to pay his crew or himself, and with winter approaching, which would result in less work, some believe that Rogers, along with the rest of the crew, concocted the abduction claim in order to have the forestry contact voided, and receive payment in full Due to circumstances beyond their
0: control Stopping them from finishing the work my, cu- my question here is like It's one guy on their crew Why wouldn't they be able to finish it without Travis I guess because they're all mortified They don't want to go back to the site
1: I don't know You can't see my face Or you're just looking for an excuse yeah. to not Because you know you're not going to be able to complete take, it regardless Take pity on me Mm-hmm. Others argued against this idea noting that Rogers had failed to complete Forest Service contracts in the past and had been rehired without consequence. That's yeah, the government. They don't care. Furthermore, Rogers never made an attempt to invoke the Act of God clause at any time after Walton's disappearance. That's called a force majeure clause. And it's so in... he didn't try and do it.
0: Yeah, it's in most it contracts. It makes sense,
1: but he did not ever enact it. So I think also his argument was we can't continue to complete our work because they're out there looking for him.
0: Yeah. So oh, they like, couldn't
1: get in there because this active search. It's was a still crime going scene. On. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's only five days. Yeah. The son of
1: one of Travis Walton's classmates, who also happens to be the nephew of Snowflake, Arizona sheriff, played by James Garner in Fire in the Sky has spoken out in recent years and also insists that the entire incident was an elaborate hoax perpetrated by a money-hungry, drug-fueled, and stressed Walton.
0: This uh, theory I think we should point out. So I did, Chrissy did a lot of uh, research on the front end as far as just what Travis's claim was, info from his books. I dug deep on watching videos of Travis Walton as he travels the world talking at alien conferences and I got real deep into alien message boards, like so deep. Those message boards go so deep. Yeah. And on one of them, I found or this. Or so high, depending on yeah. <laughs> I mean, the skies above us. Yeah. <laughs> but I found this theory on here, and this guy seems like he was a drug-fueled I when he typed it. I read it and was
1: like... This just looks like a Geo City site. Yes, <laughs> this guy a- is com- clearly blogging from his mom's basement. The punctuation's off. He's on a lot of drugs. Something. Uh, it's very late in the evening. Yeah. Well, the nephew claims that Walton was entrenched in legal issues with ongoing logging contracts and was losing money. Walton supposedly concocted the entire hoax to get out of debt and his precarious financial situation. So it's similar to the first one. Yeah. According to the nephew, seeing strange aircraft in the area where Walton was allegedly abducted was not out of the ordinary. The Air Force frequently operated training maneuvers in the area, and campers in the White Mountains had seen aircrafts flying around. However, it was common knowledge that it was nothing more than Air Force planes on training missions. That's what the aliens want you to think. It would be convenient for the aliens to abduct you where these other planes already were. The humans are very calm in the area. Mm Mm-hmm. The theory goes that Walton and Mike Rogers got the other men on the crew drunk before driving to where one of the Air Force planes was training. Rogers then sped away once Travis was under the spotlight from the plane while convincing the other men that they had just witnessed a UFO. Later that evening, after rumors of an alien abduction were already spreading through town, Rogers drove Walton to a friend's house in the outskirts of town where he hid out for the next five days. According to the nephew, when the town figured out it was nothing more than a hoax, Travis's family was ostracized by townsfolk and his children were bullied in school.
0: Your dad got sucked up by an alien.
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. That's why they're oh. pissed. Your dad didn't get sucked up by an alien. Loser. Liar, you loser. My dad gets sucked up by aliens all the time. You're, nobody stuck anything in your dad's <laughs> butt. <laughs> However, others have said this theory is not plausible as Travis Walton was a Mormon who did not partake in drugs or alcohol. Travis himself has fully denied the nephew's theory and pointed to the dangerous logging work as proof that the men would have never
0: been drinking on the job. That's true. I mean, you're operating heavy machinery out there and maybe, you know, you drink after work. Yeah. But probably not wasted on the job I also think it
1: would – a plane looks like a plane. Yeah. If you come
0: upon a spacecraft in the sky – you're gonna we've all seen planes and it and it moves like uh, like it. what they're describing would almost be like a helicopter but a helicopter operates like a helicopter it's like yeah and it looks like a helicopter looks like a plane
1: also i don't think can just hover eight feet above the ground or whatever however much it was secret military plane yeah about maybe well another plausible explanation for making all of this up is simply the desire for fame and fortune in 1978, Walton published his book, The Walton Experience, in which he tells the story of his abduction and the subsequent aftermath. In 1993, his book was adapted into the film Fire in the Sky, a wildly exaggerated account of what Walton says happened, which was met with moderate success and mixed reviews.
0: Well, so it took three years to write the book mm-hmm. and then another 13 years. Really? Really? Twelve years, uh, fifteen. He'd been planning it since that <laughs> sure. first that first alien spacecraft he saw twelve years back, way back when when Dwayne saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so it really, I mean, it's not like he was an instant millionaire. No, but rarely are you. But I'm sure he went. He was on the media circuit immediately. True. Sally Jesse Raphael, lot, maybe Phil not,
1: maybe not money right away, but the fame yeah. part came right away. Definitely interviews and whatnot. He was in the paper. Yeah, then <laughs> I mean, if you're in the paper, you've made it. You've made it. Because of the inaccuracy of the film, which producers admit was significantly glorified due to Walton's story being too basic. Yeah, basic. Walton has since been collecting hundreds of thousands of emails to get a remake of the movie made, but he refuses to participate in another film unless it is super accurate to the facts and keeps with his new
0: interpretation of what happened, that the aliens were trying to save his life. That's what he genuinely believes now. He's had an epiphany in 2017. Well, who hasn't?
1: (laughs) He has turned down offers from production companies, including the company that produced Game of Thrones, when they refused to allow him to dictate the contents of the film. Well, <laughs> you're just an idiot. <laughs> if Game of the people that produce yeah. Game of Thrones offers to do anything for just you, take you it. fucking take just it. Just take
0: it. What do you stupid? It doesn't matter
1: what it is. Yeah. While Travis Walton has obviously made money off of the incident, none of the other loggers have found fame and fortune, leading many to believe they were not in on the hoax or truly believe what they saw. In fact, reports indicate that one of the loggers was offered money to change his story and speak out against Travis, which he turned down. Sucker, take that money. Mm-hmm. Others have reported that each man received $5,000, approximately 20000 in today's dollars, from the National Enquirer for best UFO case of the year. And that Mike Rogers' logging debts were
0: forgiven. So, I mean, it sort of worked out for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some other random theories as well. These are, yeah, this is where we get into the the deep comments, threads, theories. Some believe that Walton was actually attacked and drugged by
1: his colleagues or another unknown assailant. They posited that Walton really had woken up in a hospital room, but was so confused and disoriented, he mistook his surroundings for that of a spaceship. One doctor even pointed to the red spot found on Walton's arm during the exam was where someone could have injected him with the drugs. This theory, however, is riddled with holes. The red mark wasn't near a vein, and Walton claimed it was from an injury on the job. None of this explains how the men claim to have seen the spaceship. No drugs were found in his system. And most importantly, there's no motive to support this theory.
0: Yeah, like, why would they drug him?
1: Why go to all this trouble when they got nothing out of it? Yeah, you trick some guy. UFO researcher J.P. Robinson had the opportunity to interview Travis Walton at an alien conference in 2017. After speaking with Travis, Robinson concluded that actually the aliens killed Travis while trying to take off and leave Earth. When the aliens realized what they had done, they decided not to leave him as intergalactic roadkill, as Travis called it, but instead they sucked him up into the ship to save his life. The benevolent aliens felt guilty at what they had done and attempted to undo their mistake. This is the most logical theory. So they killed him. On accident. On accident. But then they saved his life. They... Resurrected him in the spacecraft Correct. and then put him back at this gas station? Correct. I think the theory Seems is likely.
0: that. The, yeah, the theory is that the spaceship was hovering for other purposes. Walton runs down there, and they're like, "Oh, take off! There's a human nearby. No, not that way, you oh. idiot! <sharp inhale> oh no, gotcha. you hit him with the laser beam. Mm-hmm. Well, don't just leave him there. Pull him up here. What so when
1: because yeah. no one stuck around to help him. Yes, they dr- They didn't see his friends will help him. The Wait, they're driving away. They're with driving with a little stretcher. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 and they drug him up. Too. <laughs> and they all had like little lab coats on mm-hmm. and little uh, stethoscopes.
0: Well, they're little overalls. They're little doctor overalls. But surely his friends will help it. They're Driving away. Yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, they, uh, that's the theory is that they accidentally killed him. They felt guilty and they turned around. Why and does him.
1: he now believe this is what happened? Because
0: JP Robinson told him. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, JP Robinson put this in his head? Yes. He seems like this guy might be susceptible <laughs> to suggestion. <laughs> I don't know. Call me crazy. Wait a minute. Well, then there's what really happened.
0: Online commoner, Frida Butter Shops, put forth the theory. Raccoon had him up a tree for five days and did unspeakable things to him. That's all. Mm-hmm. Frida
1: Butterchops, you're doing the Lord's work. And if that name wasn't already taken, I'd take it right now. Such a good name. That's a great name.
0: I saw that and I, I put that in the notes. So I was like, you'll like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good uh, insane online commenter. Well, luckily the internet has lots
1: of them. Full up of them. To this day, Walton maintains that the incident truly happened. He calls those who don't believe in aliens flat earthers, which makes no fucking sense,
0: and rejects any
1: notion that he or his friends made up the incident. He
0: genuinely, I wonder if they made it. So, you remember that guy that was on the TV show, The League, that told enough people that he was in 9 11 that he like kind of <laughs> started bel- to believe it? He like kind of believed it, and then he said it to his interviewer? a documentary called The Woman Who Wasn't There What's that's the- about that same thing she said she was on 9-11
1: yes she knows she wasn't but okay. she convinced all sorts of people and yeah. was the head of a board and uh, it was it's it's a fantastic
0: documentary it's called The Woman should, Who Wasn't There yes man I'd love, love to watch it's that really good but yeah, the guy from the league, basically, and then he goes and he sort of tells the story, and an interviewer is like, oh, really? And then, of course, the journalist looks it up, finally, and then it all comes out that he was, like, several blocks away, mm-hmm. and he loses his Buffalo Wild Wings endorsement. I mean, it ruined his career, but he, he said, I had told this story so many times, it got away from me, and I genuinely started to believe it, and I wonder at this point, if at the time, Travis Walton didn't really get sucked up, but at this point, he's told it so many yeah. times that he physically, physiologically believe it, believes which it. Which is why you would pass a polygraph. Yeah. Although he failed
1: the one... On the Fox show. Yeah, so... And that's way after. Who's to say? Who's to say? In an interview with Wired Magazine, the author indicated that Walton reacted to seeing the Exxon station where he had been left with the weariness of someone who survived something traumatic. Likewise, others who have met him said that he didn't seem comfortable with his notoriety and fame, and that they got the impression he wished it had never happened. Well, sometimes we... Want something, and then it comes true, and we wish that we had never had it. The vampire so.
0: conundrum. hmm Another journalist, said Travis, is a very genuine person, and his demeanor lends credibility. Man, if it's all made up, he's managed to maintain the lie for a long time, and he decided he's going to keep this show going till his death. Well, some, some people do that. Yeah, I some mean. Some people's whole life's a lie. <laughs> I, seriously, your whole life is a lie, and yeah. you just, you believe your own hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, what is it, that? Get Me Roger Stone? Have you watched that? No. Oh, man. I think oh, it'll, it'll piss me off. Too it'll much. make you mad, but it's really good. But that's a person that he has, like, wholly forgotten that he was an active participant in Watergate. Like, yeah. just... He loves just Richard Nixon. He doesn't think that Richard Nixon did anything wrong. He just... For those of you who don't know, Roger Stone's an American political... I guess he's kind of a consultant now. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like a fixer. And he's he's a, actually the one that's responsible for the Obama birther movement. Mm-hmm. That p- planting that seed a of... A fixer slash a fucker-upper. Yes. Um, he does, like, disinformation yeah, campaigns yeah. and stuff like that. But, yeah, he had like a really shady beginning but he's created this sort of persona for himself and it's like you make this caricature of yourself mm-hmm. and you believe that lie versus who you genuinely are yeah it's interesting just eventually gets swept under the rug and nobody mm-hmm. really talks about it True. and then all of a sudden they find out and you lose your buffalo wild wings endorsement <laughs> damn which is the saddest thing Dude. that happened to one dr leo sprinkle again
1: come on these <laughs> can't be real names <laughs> At the University of Wyoming, did mental
0: tests on Travis, which Travis claims... They revealed a total normal mental score of me. (laughs) Total normal mental score. I wrote that down verbatim from a video YouTube interview with him. What is Yeah, and normal is pretty... I have a normal mental score! It's like,
1: stop yelling that. Dr. Jan Heinrich of Project Blue Book, which is a series of systematic studies of UFOs conducted by the United States Air Force interviewed Walton, and issued a press release that he was not perpetuating a hoax. So he points to that as well. as that That's more proof that he was above That's board. more legitimate than the other things. A little bit. Walton now tours around UFO conferences and collects speaking fees for commenting on the incident. He also sponsors his own UFO conference in Arizona called the Skyfire Summit, and even appeared on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Season 8, Episode 19, where he met up with the whole Kardashian clan when they traveled to the desert to hunt aliens. He
0: uh, has made a name for himself. He made it to the Kardashians. I mean, yeah, how much? I mean, he's famous. Fame and fortune. Fame yeah. and fortune right there. K- that's, you've made it if you, if you get on that show. I'm pretty sure there's like a fee you can pay and you can go to the part of the forest that he was sucked up in. The road is kind of blocked off, I think, now, but as close as you can get and go at night. like Oh, him. I saw a YouTube video earlier of a guy there they go last there? year. That... Okay there he just it's like a campground yeah okay you can just go out there yeah so what do we think i definitely think that the aliens accidentally killed him (laughs) and sucked him up to make him better that's probably what happened or the whole thing was made up i think it's the first one
1: i think this whole thing was made up by he and his brother and i think mike rogers was in on it too i do think the rest of the crew probably didn't know what was going on therefore The polygraph questions also were asked in a way that... They could say yes
0: easily. Yes,
1: and they weren't specific. It wasn't... Did you see something? Did you see an alien? It was, did you see a UFO? I mean anything is unidentified flying true. object in the sky. True. It wasn't, did you see a beam of blue green light hit your friend and throw him to the ground, knocking him
0: unconscious? Yeah. It was more like, did, were you out in the forest? Yes. Did you see something unusual? Yes. Were mm-hmm. you scared? Yes. Yeah. Did it those hurt your friend? Yes. yes. Yeah. All of those things are true.
1: Yeah. I think that the logging contract is a very good theory because he didn't
0: invoke the act of god clause though makes me wonder yeah however his debts were forgiven true so made the government felt bad Hmm. and it, and they did get five thousand dollars which yeah. in the 70s that's yeah. a lot of money Yeah. i mean now it's a lot of money i'd take five you know? i think there's
1: they were known ufo buffs he had told his mom five days before if so this she ever happens because he he knew they were planning it he didn't want her to be worried if you
0: fake your own death you know you'd tell someone like Don't yeah,
1: I think honestly, him telling
0: his mom that is one of the
1: more telling things, damning pieces that of evidence. This, this was a, a hoax. Yeah, interesting. And then he probably was just staying at a friend's house or doing drugs, a cabin or something yeah, for out. for five days and eating Doritos. Yeah, doesn't so, sound so bad. No, no. Well, tell us what, what you think. think
0: yeah let us know what you guys uh, think also if any of you have experiences with aliens have seen aliens have been abducted by aliens please or know someone know. please shoot us a if DM if you are an alien shoot us a DM yeah an email if you listen to this up in
1: another solar system on your fancy please leave us an iTunes review app that none of us know about we love an iTunes review we it's project just bleep, it throughout bleep
0: blorp the, bleep blorp throughout the whole ship everyone loves it we especially like the story where Christy poops her pants <laughs> yeah well it gave us a big chuckle thank you thank you as people who put things up butts. It's always yeah. great to hear stories about stuff coming out of butts. Why do does you... everyone think aliens stick stuff up butts? Because they do, don't they? Well, I don't know. Have aliens been to the America? I think they have. You think that aliens have visited? Yeah. Okay. Do you not? No, I think they have. Do you believe in aliens? I you, yes. I thought I thought that you didn't think that aliens had ever visited. I knew you believed no. in them. I'm, no, I'm sure
1: that they have. I don't believe in this story. To this particular but one. But I, I do think that they have... Probably made contact in certain ways, oh yeah, God yeah. is aliens as far as going up the butt, I think it's because <laughs> it's one of the easier ways to get something up in you that's true Gag that's, reflexes I mean doctors do it for colonoscopies and true. whatnot or other true, true. medical procedures, so true. yeah, I feel like going down your throat it's kind of like eh, there's bleh. more and you gotta like I don't know it seems more, and you can bite there's teeth more difficult to do than if you just go right up somebody's butt
0: there's teeth in the mouth, the butt's smooth sailing mm, hopefully. Ideally, if you got teeth
1: in your butt, then you
0: <laughs> call bigger, bigger shoes. Call a
1: doctor. <laughs> well, many of you have asked if we have a Patreon where you can donate to the show. We do. Our show will always remain free, but if you wish to donate to help offset the cost of making and hosting the show, you can visit sinisterhood.com and click on Patreon in the top right corner. You can get some sweet perks like Patreon exclusive content, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group, a special shout out on the show and a monthly bonus
0: mini-sode. Make sure you stay around after the sign-off to hear your special shout-out. Absolutely. Also, a lot of you have been tagging us in pictures of you wearing some of your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep doing that. We love reposting pictures, and you guys all look fantastic. Mm -hmm. I personally am obsessed with my navy heathered keep it creepy shirt where it says keep it creepy on the front and the devil rules the airways on the back i wear it all the time i and have it in black and like it as well yeah and if you see me and wearing it in public please don't judge me because it's just very comfortable and yes i wear the shirt of the band that i'm in mm-hmm. um but if you also want to look get some badass merch head to sinisterhood.com and click merch in the top right corner it'll take you to our shopify shop where you can get all kinds of good stuff like hats mugs t-shirts baby clothes sweet canvas bags and all kinds of stuff so head to sinisterhood.com and click merch in the top right corner one of the best things you can do to help us grow is like
1: review and subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and please tell a friend or an alien who you think would like us to check us out it means so much to us and really helps
0: small podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Christy, where are you at? I am on Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. And you all say you posted a really great picture of Ella being a boss baby today. Oh, she is a boss baby. She's all, my boss. Always. Oh, oh, she's my
1: boss too. <laughs> she's your boss, definitely. She's you don't get much time off, but it's a good gig. She's the executive producer. And there's, and there's no zero pay. <laughs> but she's a she's a fantastic boss She wouldn't benevolent. have it any other way
0: mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and where are you at Heather? oh I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram at Heather versus the world you can see a dope picture of me at my work casino night. It looked, I had a spray tan on and I got professional makeup oh. so don't, don't let that fool you that I look like that all the nice. time nice it was a very special uh, occasion but check all that out make sure to follow us we love interacting with our fans and we love talking to you guys As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for supporting the Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout-outs. Joe Stanford. Nicole Petiti. Sarah Sabala. Daria Maxwell.
1: Krista Morrow. Haley Grammer. Kelsey Moss. Brittany Brown. Taylor Doran. Angelique Farnham. Kravosaurus Rex. Dallas Thompson. Shout-out, Dallas.
0: Sydney. Allison Plemons. Solana Lux. Sabrina Teague. Beth Salaha, Salaha. Mm-hmm. Salaha. Beth Salaha, Heidi Ullman. Alyssa L. Williamson. Diva New. Ooh, I wonder if there's a Diva Old. Chelsea, Chelsea Byerly. Anthony Clark. Laken. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it so much. Please be sure to join the Facebook Patreon group so we can interact with you guys. We take suggestions for our live monthly Q&As as well as our mini uh, content and our video content. Yes. So, we love interacting on there and just kind of telling you guys what we're doing, what we're up to generally. So, it's the best way to interact with us on Facebook. Keep it creepy. <laughs> Sin is just-